Welcome to the Blondie Beauty Podcast. My name is Mackenzie Judge and I am obsessed with beauty. On my podcast, we'll talk all things beauty industry from products, launches, trends, routines, business, gossip, and so much more. So prepare to get glossed with loads of content. Now let's get into the episode. Hi, you guys. I am so excited to be bringing another episode this week. And this week on the podcast, we have Jenny Patankin, who is a beauty expert, a professional makeup artist, a best-selling author, and the founder of Jenny Patankin. I am so excited for you guys to hear from her today. She is a pioneer in the space. She has so much credibility and experience, and I'm fangirling. But hi, how are you? I am great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for coming on and doing this. I'm so excited to learn more from you and pick your beauty brain that's so well-renowned. I can't wait. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I I feel like there's a lot of pressure now. No, (laughs) no, it's just super exciting. And you've been around doing this for a long time. And I love seeing entrepreneurs like that, that are still in the space doing it for the right reasons versus, you know, some of those overnight successors that are just slapping their names on things. So it's always good to talk to founders like you, but tell us a little bit about you and your background and beauty and how you kind of got to where you are today and what that looked like for you. So I always say that I'm a beauty late bloomer uh, <laughs> because I didn't start working in the beauty industry until I was 40 oh, wow. and I'm coming up on 55. I'll be 55 in May. You don't look so, like it at all. Oh, I would oh, never think that. Thank you and my you're daughter. Like you're in your 30s, you. like 100%. In your well, thank you. Thank you. Wow. Um, so I was a stay at home mom and I always liked makeup. You know, I always did my friend's makeup when my nephew got married, I did my sister-in-law's makeup for the wedding. I mean, it was always something I loved, but it never occurred to me to work in the industry. Mm -hmm. I had finished a year long volunteer position and I was constantly getting my hair and makeup done. Mm -hmm. It was a very event heavy role And I decided I was going to start an agency sending hair and makeup artists out to do other people's hair and makeup because it's what I needed. And um, I met a makeup artist who was like, I don't understand because you you get how to do makeup. Why don't you just train as a makeup artist? And it had never occurred to me, but I did. I did this very intense five-week training and two weeks later, I got signed by a big international agency. Wow, that's and so I just jumped in and started working. So that's, that's kind of where it where it all started. But I never have worked beauty retail. Um, I kind of went from nothing to everything. Right. And tell us about the book. I mean, what made you want to be an author as well, and how did that all kind of segue into your own brand too? That kind of fell into my lap, to be honest with you. I had while I was um, while I was doing makeup, I sort of honed this technique that I called lazy perfection, where it's just a really simple, streamlined approach to beauty. It's what I like. It's what my friends wanted. Um, it was very um, simple for anybody over forty because it really was about you know, rolling with the changes that are happening to your skin. And so I started talking about this lazy perfection technique. I developed a line of makeup brushes that got picked up by a website that's gone now. It's called, it was called Joyous. And it was kind of like home shopping for the 21st century where 
every product they sold, they had an expert host a two to three minute video. Oh, cool. About the product. And so they QVC. (laughs) It was, yeah, QVC, but on only on your computer, not on TV. And it was so cool and so innovative. But to make a long story short, they flew me out to shoot video to sell my brushes on their site, my original collection, which were gorgeous, handmade in Japan, natural hair, like beautiful brushes. And then they wound up hiring me to be an on-camera expert for them. And I worked for them for many years, shooting thousands of videos. And that's how I met a lot of beauty brands and other brand founders. And I really, you know, got ensconced in the indie and clean, the very beginning of the clean beauty world. And my lazy perfection technique, I kind of wove into everything that I did until somebody finally called me up and said, I'd like to represent you to write a book. Wow. That is so cool. It was amazing because, you know, here I was working from my kitchen counter and the next thing I knew I had a literary agent and my book was being pitched to all of the big publishers and there was a bidding war. And then we ultimately signed with running press, which is an imprint at Hachette. And it was like, it was a crazy experience. I never expected to happen. So cool though. Everything happens for a reason. It seemed like you were just like being guided on this path through all of the beauty. I mean, it all just like lined up so seamlessly, it seems like, which is so cool. And I love that path because, you know, nowadays we don't hear a lot of that anymore. It's very social media forward. And it's kind of like you're competing with so many influencers per se, you know, and there's so many of them. But tell me a little bit about your brand as well. What made you want to focus mostly on skincare tools when creating your brand coming from a makeup artist background? What kind of products do you all have now? Categories? Walk me through the range. So we're about split between skincare and makeup, to be honest with you. Okay. You know, we, we do follow the trends. Right. Um, and the pendulum is swinging much more heavily to makeup right now than it is to skincare. The skincare tools in our assortment really exploded during COVID. And it's because I was home doing the things for my skin that were making me feel good that I would ordinarily have been outsourcing pre-COVID and post-COVID. And so, you know, like my gua sha tool, which is one of our best sellers, really became the pivotal kind of product in our assortment because it's such a soothing beauty tool. Right. And during COVID, I mean, I was using it for self-care very much. It was really like a big part of my routine to kind of keep me grounded and feeling good. But like our face roller was our first beauty tool. And I had been using a face roller for a decade before they became trendy. Right. I'm just a big believer in um, doing what you can to reduce the appearance of inflammation in your skin. My husband's in the jewelry business. He used to sell a lot of jade jewelry. So we had jade rollers just sitting around the house that his jewelry manufacturers sent to us. So it really started like with the face roller and then the gua sha. And then we moved very much into the sustainability side of things. The line is built on 99% around sustainability. Right. And that happened because we went on a safari trip to Africa 
And I had one of these like circle of life epiphany moments <laughs> where I was like, oh my God, everything on the planet is connected and I have to stop using animal hair and I have to stop using virgin plastics and, and, <clears throat> you know, we have to look at things from a different lens. Right. And so we shifted everything, the makeup tools and the skincare tools and all of our packaging to the sustainability focus. Right. Which I love. And I feel like in the beauty industry, it's always like a very trendy thing to be sustainable. But I love that, again, you like saw it firsthand and you actually understand the roots of why it's important versus like, let's just follow what every other brand is doing because that's what's trendy. So that's good to see too. But tell me a little bit too about some of your sustainable products. Like for example, I know you have a reusable sheet mask, which we never see. Tell me about that and how it works. That's so fascinating to me. That was actually a retailer request. Oh, um, wow. they, 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 we sell uh, reusable organic rounds. Right. It's hard to source organic fabrics. They're a little bit more expensive. Um, you, there's a lot of greenwashing with organic materials and especially bamboo. We're not actually allowed to call them organic bamboo. We have to call them lyocell, which is the manufacturing process right. made from organic bamboo. But we've got global organic trade certification on them. We've got Oecotech's non-toxic certification on them. So the reusable sheet mask was really just because I don't like a traditional sheet mask. I think they're cold and slimy and I don't <laughs> find them relaxing. I know people love them. I know. They're just, they just, they kind of fall off and you have to literally off. just like lay there with it on and like, don't move. Right. And I just, I also think that you get a false positive kind of result with them because they're just water. Right. And of course, when you put that much water on your skin, it's going to look more plump and hydrated. So the sheet mask um, was an answer to that. It's got adjustable ear straps, so it doesn't fall off. Um, we did put like really big eye holes on it so that it looks cute when you take a selfie with it. And <laughs> I appreciate you know, that. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, the reality of the world is that people take selfies wearing these things. That's true. Um, and you don't need skincare on your eyebrow. So we just kind of cut the hole so it hits just above your eyebrow. So you look really cute. Um, you can soak them in hot water or in cold water to get a vasodilation or a vasoconstriction response in your skin, depending on what results you want. It helps prevent ingredient evaporation. It helps with moisture retention in the skin. Um, it's just a really versatile, handy tool. And then you throw it in the washer and dryer the same way you would wash your towels. Right. So cool. I haven't seen this anywhere before. I feel like you're the only one that has this. So I love it. So innovative and cool, yeah. but you yeah. also have so many and like so many bestsellers and award winners. And that's very rare in a beauty company to have more than one award or, you know, bestseller hero skew. Tell me a little bit about them and how they work. Why are they your bestsellers? Well, the the one that um, comes to mind, first of all, is our eyelash curler. So eyelash curlers were designed in the 1930s by Max Factor. Shu Umura redesigned it in 1961. Kevin O'Quan gave it an update in the early 1990s. Nobody had really updated it since then. 
Right. And Schumer has gone from the U.S. market now. You can order it online, but you can't go into a store and get it. So we wanted to update the eyelash curler for a 21st century audience. And that meant accommodating the very long eyelash trend because eyelash curlers were designed before Latisse and other growth serums. So we opened the trap wider so that you can get it over long lashes. Um, we made the finger hold smaller so that it doesn't wobble around in your hand and you've got a lot of control and stability when you're putting it on your lid. It's a very intimidating product if you haven't used it before. It's true. Some people like I've seen when they haven't used it before, they're like, I'm scared it's going to chop off my lashes. And I'm like, it won't. <laughs> but I understand your fear. I've seen that before though. Like for somebody who, so the, the silicone pad on our curler is extra thick and kind of hard. Okay. And that's so that you don't have to pump and pump and pump to get a curl, but also because I once had a client who um, wore her bumper pad down so far that she guillotined her eyelashes. No. And you can imagine how traumatic that was. Oh. Yeah. You can't get like lash extensions to fix that. You literally no. just have to put on strips every day. Yeah. You've got to just wait it out. Yeah. But that's why we made the bumper pad white also so that you could see the wear and tear and the product buildup on the bumper pad. Right. So they're, they're like a, a few small details that make that product a really um, easy solution um, and, and just, you know, small changes make it work much more efficiently and effectively. Right. I love that. And tell me about some of your award winners because you have a lot too. Right. So we did win an award for the eyelash curler. We won an award from Allure for our, um, powder bronzer brush. So our brushes are really interesting. We work with a manufacturer that's just got great technology and the filaments, the little individual hairs, they're vegan hairs, mm -hmm. but they're finer than a human hair. Wow. So they're two and a half times more fibers in our makeup brushes than in other brushes. Right. So that means I always tell people, if you think of the hairs in your brushes, like little fingertips, instead of like big surface area, blending your makeup you've got thousands and thousands and thousands of points of contact on your brush. So you get this really beautiful, seamless blend of makeup. Right. And we also have a weight in the base of our brush. So it balances perfectly in the hand and it hits your face at the ideal angle to get a really gorgeous blend of makeup. I love that. They seem like very ergonomically structured and easy to use. And I feel like a lot of times like OG makeup people before all of this clean beauty movement really loved animal fiber brushes because we know how well they work, especially if they're Japanese and moving towards vegan, we understand, you know, the sustainability aspect, but we're like, oh, we're losing, you know, that payoff is different and whatnot. But I love that you guys have figured out the technology to make it just as if not even better than animal fibers worked in the past because, you know, there are some vegan brands that sell brushes that are just like, can't. Slippery. <laughs> the makeup, the makeup just doesn't adhere. Yeah. It like doesn't, it either doesn't go on the brush when you're trying to apply it from the product or it doesn't like transfer from brush to face. Right. And you're just like, I want to be sustainable, but I also have to do my makeup. So I love that you figured out a way to compromise and do both. Super exciting. 
Yeah, I'm really proud of the technology that we've been able to source. Yeah, so cool. And you also have tons of press. I'm like, you have like built out so much credibility, I feel like in the industry. But how do you feel from like a business standpoint that this press and PR has helped you in an ever growing, you know, saturated beauty market with social media and so many brands trying to compete nowadays? How do you feel like PR has helped you stand out? Well, we I was very strategic with my PR in the beginning because I didn't have very broad retail distribution like I do now. Right. And I knew that I had this book deal in the works. So the early days of my PR, we really spent a lot of time and energy establishing me as an expert and a professional makeup artist mm-hmm. to give me like that credibility. Okay. Um, and then it shifted to promoting the book. Um, which was just a huge turning point. And then it shifted to promoting the product. And I think, I think the big thing for me in PR is that I'm not as a beauty tool brand, I can provide insight and expertise for both skincare and makeup. Yeah. And so it makes me um, a little bit more of a neutral source for beauty editors to come to, to get information because I'm not brand aligned, right? Other than my own brand. Totally. Um, so it, it's been really, really helpful, um, in terms of like building the cachet, um, that we need to now promote my product line. Yeah, definitely. And the other thing is I'm really transparent, um, in my social media, in um, anything that I might write, I occasionally write a piece for a publication. I wrote something for Elle recently. Oh, wow. Um, And I think that people really respond to the transparency. And if I don't like something or or if a technique is, you know, one of these silly TikTok trends that (laughs) it's just not worth trying, I would say so. And I think people find that they can trust what I have to say, which of course translates to trusting the products that we're putting on the market. Totally. I love that. It's like everything you do really corresponds with each other and aligns and just makes total sense. And again, I love that beauty editors come to you as a source for different categories because you are so well-versed in different angles versus you know, someone who's kind of self-proclaimed beauty expert on TikTok, (laughs) nothing wrong with that. It just, you know, I, I love that the editors are still seeking out, you know, OG beauty and traditional beauty and not kind of always following the trends on social media, but what is your personal routine with your products on a day-to-day basis? I want to know from you how we should be using the products. Um, I start, I'm very puffy, like I'm very inclined to getting puffy on my face from basically anything good to eat, salt, sugar, you know, dairy, whatever. So I start my day with um, one of my anti-inflammation tools. It can be my gua sha, it can be my face roller or my cryo cryo globes, Um, just depending on how much time I have to spend. The roller takes two seconds and you don't have to look in a mirror. It's very like, it's just, I call it a no brainer beauty tool. So some days it's just the roller that I keep at my bedside. And the second I sit up, I spend 30 seconds rolling my face. Some days it's the cryo tools um, where I feel like I need extra depuffing or the cold temperature of it can help to um, lock off redness. If I've woken up a little bit pink. 
but that requires, you know, five minutes of putting them on ice or the forethought of putting them in the fridge. Um, So it just depends on if I've refrigerated them or if I, you know, have five minutes to put them on ice and other days it's the gua sha, which I like to take my time with gua sha. I don't like to rush it. I find it very soothing. Um, but, but really effective with reducing inflammation and puffiness on the face. And then I use my makeup brushes and my plant-based makeup sponges to apply my makeup. Yes. And tell me a little bit about, and forgive me, I don't know the exact name, but you have a product that with the, oh, the the blotter, the blotter. Yes. Yes. What is that? I've never seen really great little tool. That was our number one bestseller in 2022. And so far it's tracking that way in 23. It's a little limestone clay roller ball that absorbs oil on your skin. Oh my gosh. Okay. I've never seen something like that. I, I like to research before episodes, but not deep dive too much. Cause I'm like, I actually love learning from the episode myself. So I was like, I'm going to ask her about that, but I am like, that's fascinating. How did you come up with that idea? Or like, it's, how did that come about? Such a simple thing. And it's so st- sustainable. I don't like, yeah. I'm, again, it's like sheet masks. I don't like blotting papers. I hate blotting paper. Yeah. So, and I think it. that they, they get gross on the bottom of your bag and they're, <laughs> they're, and they're wasteful. And, you know, so this is an answer to a single use disposable blotting paper. Um, the thing that's really cool about that product, first of all, it's tiny and really cute. And secondly, you can pop the little clay ball out, wash it with soap and water anywhere you are because clay dries so quickly. Right. So if you're in a bar and you roll your face and then wash that clay roller ball, it's clean and dry again, 30 seconds later. Wow. And it just, it's like the gift that keeps on giving. It's such a great little product. I actually could use it right now. I'm looking at myself. (laughs) What a cool product though. And I'm like, that's so versatile. You can have it anywhere for anything. You could need it at any time. Yep. Uh, And it doesn't, it doesn't lift up your makeup. Um, And you don't, you can do it just on top of skincare. If you're not wearing any makeup, like if you're on a zoom call and you notice that you've got shine, you can just roll without having to powder or use shedding paint. I'm obsessed with that. Oh, I got to try that. I love it. It's so exciting. So cool. And tell me, do you have a favorite moment in your career so far? It can be anything from any point, any category. Do you just have like one moment that sticks out to you? I think the first time I did a national broadcast TV show to promote my book was really exciting. It was the Rachel Ray show. Oh my gosh. So it was so much fun. There's a live studio audience. Yep. And it's great working in front of a live audience. But I just remember the studio is freezing cold. They keep, you know, TV studios are always cold so that the, you know, the talent doesn't, their makeup doesn't melt and they don't look shiny under the lights. But I was, I was shaking from the cold and from the excitement and it was just so much fun. And I think it was a four and a half minute segment that felt like 30 seconds. Yeah. And then afterwards I got to watch in real time, my book sales. Like I kept refreshing on Amazon to see where we were on the bestseller list. And it was just so much fun. 
That is so cool. What a moment. I'm like, that's so exciting and so well-deserved. I loved it. So exciting. But what is next for you? Is there anything in the works that we should be on the lookout for? I feel like you've done it all, but I feel like you're also someone who can do more because you just keep going. Is there anything we should be on the lookout for? Anything upcoming for you? We actually are launching new makeup brushes this spring. Yay! Um, And they're so cool. The bristles are incredible and they're made from recycled plastic. Oh, I love that. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it's it's a really great sustainable tool. Amazing. We'll definitely be on the lookout for those. Can't wait to see what they look like and how they work and all the things. But let's wrap up with some burning beauty rapid fire questions just for fun, whatever comes all to right. mind. Okay, morning or night skincare routine if you could only do one? Night. Nighttime. Favorite tool of yours if you had to choose one? Oh, that's, that's mean. Uh, <laughs> You're like, these are my kids. <laughs> I'd say um, either of my um, plant-based makeup sponges. Okay. Love it. One beauty product overall, any category that you can't live without. Concealer. Concealer. Do you have a favorite? No, I'm constantly trying new ones. Trying new ones. I almost never use the same one two days in a row. I love that. You try all the different products. See, that even makes you credible right there because you're a consumer. You're trying all the things. Your best beauty tip or hack you have to share. Hmm. Um, That you have to take beauty reviews with a grain of salt because there's no holy grail. What works for one person isn't necessarily going to work for you. So true. Very true. And one thing people may not know about you. Oh my God. There's a million things people don't know about me. <laughs> what uh, a really interesting one. A really interesting one. I have three different citizenships. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's cool. What yeah. are they? Um, British, UK, Canada, and US. Amazing. Do you speak any other, do you speak French or any other? I language? do speak French. I went to day school in Canada. that was half day French and half day Hebrew. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That would be so confusing. I would get all, crazy. all the time. I'd be like, oh. Yeah. oh my gosh. Well, this has been so fun. Thank you so much for coming on. I've learned so much myself and I'm so excited to try the products from your line. Where can people connect with you? Where can they connect with the brand and where all can they shop? Oh, great question. So um, I'm at Jenny Patinkin on Instagram and on TikTok in a limited way, mostly Instagram. Um, And my website is jennypatinkin.com. And our products are sold obviously on jennypatinkin.com, but also at all Blue Mercury stores, Neiman Marcus, Bloomingdale, Saks Fifth Avenue, all sorts of places. All the places, basically anywhere you can find. There's a lot of places. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. This has been so great. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to the Blondie Beauty Podcast. Like what you hear? Don't forget to rate and subscribe for new episodes every week featuring the latest beauty news. Stay glossy until next time. Mwah.